Okay, well, we're, <laughs> we're recording now in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Questioning Mark podcast. I am your host, Mark Ryan, and we are back in the art room. And today I have someone that's in the education landscape here at Raha and with Talim, but not necessarily in the classroom, unless I guess you knock on someone's door and say, can I come into the classroom? But uh, I have Shauna Pope. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. All right. What is your role here at Raha and Talim? So my role here is I'm in admissions. Okay. I started in September. Uh, I love it. It's a great job. Yeah. It's very new for me. I've never been in a job like that before. All right. <laughs> and I like that it's new for me. We don't know each other very well at all. So new for me is like this entire podcast episode. Yes. So let's go <laughs> all the way back. Um, mm-hmm. How would you summarize where you came from to get here in 2019 living in Abu Dhabi? What was... Okay. Yeah. Where are you from? Where am I from? Yeah. So this is a question. I'm a third culture kid. Okay. So it's a very difficult question to answer. Um, usually I ask people the short version or the long version. All right. My long version, which I'll keep short, is I was born in Mallorca. So there's I'm, not really a choice, right? They ask no. for the short and you give them the long that... Yeah, well, okay. so just, it depends. Okay. If they're the grocery it. store, I'll be like, oh, I'm from Canada or Holland, oh. whichever one my passport. I have two passports. So. Okay. Um, but I was born in Mallorca. My mom's from the Netherlands. My okay. dad's from Canada. And I lived in eight different countries by the time I was 11. All right. And mm-hmm. so at what point did you start connecting to one of those, one of those cultures? Or was it, have you ever? It's interesting. I've connected to both. Okay. Um, and growing up, my mother was very influential in tradition and things that we did. So we did a lot of things with the Dutch club wherever we lived. Okay. Is there um, always a Dutch club? There's a Dutch club everywhere. Is that right? <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and there's a Canadian club everywhere. Okay, I would, yeah, I guess I could see that. Um, I don't know what a Canadian club would do. Like, I wouldn't, I've never been, like, really, mm-hmm. like, you know, when they have, like, Thanksgiving Day and they ask yeah. all the Canadians to come and stuff? It's like, I don't know. I never really remember Thanksgiving even being that big of a deal in Canada. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. We Go always did, you're all, you're okay. you're we always the did the American uh, Thanksgiving, right. just because my dad worked in American companies all the time, so right. it was a lot of American traditions. But I think Canadian Club is very similar. Okay. Get together, watch hockey games and stuff, and yeah. All right. So you're this third cultured kid figuring out what's going on. What? Where did you go to school? What was university? Was it in Canada? I did go to university in Canada. I did yeah. a little bit in Holland, okay. in Leiden. Um, and in Canada, mostly, I did. Uh, I went to St. Mary's in Nova Scotia, um, Grant McEwen in Alberta. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did you, I, I'm going to try to leap a little bit forward. Yeah. Did you always know you were going to be, li- since you were used to moving around and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, that wasn't kind of uh, a fear of yours to live somewhere abroad. Did you know that was going to be part of your life? Did, was Middle East somewhere? How did, how, did, how did that happen? How did you get here? How did I get here? Yeah. Well, I the first time I came here as a baby was okay. in Egypt. And then I went back to Egypt again when I was nine. Before that, we were in Kuwait for a year. And then after we left Egypt, we went during the first Gulf War, we moved here to the UAE. Okay. So I graduated high school in Dubai. All right. So this was with your your family, like your parents and all this. This is as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, How I'm I'm trying to think, 
your your mm-hmm. family unit now? Where were you? Like, where, where did you meet? You, you have mm-hmm. a husband here. You yeah. have children mm-hmm. here. Like, how mm-hmm. did you get here? So that's kind of a funny story. Okay. Because I left here, graduated high school, went to university. Uh, I got itchy feet. Okay. Took a year off from university, moved back here. My parents were here. Um, had a job. And then eventually I had to go back to school. Right. So moved to Canada, trying to figure out my way. I struggled a lot in Canada, actually. Okay. It was the first country I'd ever lived in that I struggled in to deal with cultural norms that I wasn't used to. Really? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I moved from Nova Scotia. I went there first as a advice from a friend. She said, you'll love it. It's gorgeous. And it is. It's beautiful. Sure. Um, hard to find a job. So I left, went to Alberta, um, where a lot of people in Canada kind of congregate and move to Alberta for work. And what kind of job were you trying to find this time? At this point, anything. Anything. Uh, Anything. (laughs) Any job. Okay. So I was trying to finish university, and um, I got a job at the airport, the Edmonton International Airport. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. It was security. It's an interesting job. You could write a book. Yeah. Easily. I always see them looking for... <laughs> seriously, whenever I go back to Canada, there's always signs about working in the airport, especially oh. in Ottawa. It's like a little microcosm, this special little world that's completely unique with its own rules and own moral code and values. It's a fascinating place to work. Yeah, it does Any seem airport. like a, Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it seems awesome. Yeah, so I met... I was there, and actually that's where I met my husband. Okay, so he's yeah. also working at the airport. Also working at the airport. We bumped into each other, and then... He was going to university, and I was just finishing university, and he thankfully had itchy feet like I did. Okay. And we started talking, and things kind of went from there. And sure. Yeah, 16 years later, here we are. All right. And is, <laughs> is he here in security or something no, similar a, to airport he's stuff? he's a teacher, actually. Okay. So he finished his degree, um, and he's a social studies teacher. Um, at the Canadian school. Okay. And uh, yeah, he does. He works in the diploma program. Loves it. He's happy there. Um, but yeah, he's like a lifelong teacher for sure. So. Okay. One of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the people that people would have guessed he would be a teacher. Oh, if, I think so for really? sure. Really? Yeah, I think so. All his. Well, he, at first when I first met him, he was going to be a corporate lawyer. Okay. That was his thing, his jam. And then when he realized it involves a lot of contracts, you know. Okay contracts to read through he decided it wasn't for him right yeah it's, yeah. it's paid by the hour or something is it not oh and it's ridiculous <laughs> amounts of pay but you never see your family you never go anywhere and sure um so well you go lots of places you just see hotel rooms that's all okay um so but he was always good with kids and we had all of us who kind of knew him and loved him said why don't you think about going and working right, with right. Kids? yeah and, you could kind of see it maybe even before he initially saw it himself oh, totally and he loves it and teaching is a great job to have when you want to travel okay Mm -hmm. and going on the fact that he's really really loves kids is that really affected kind of like at home is do you find like uh is he a real active family kind of father kind of guy oh he is he's a really good dad because we were just talking about this before the podcast (laughs) because i was saying like any time that there's a extended holiday at school i i dread it a little bit because Mm -hmm. my girls three and five they just wear me out. Like I, yeah. I, I can, I can teach and I can do this for hours a day, but it's like a different energy at home. It's, it's a much hard. Though. It's exhausting. It is, just, right? They're on all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I guess like 
uh, I don't know. I don't have like recess to hold over my kids or something. I don't know. I don't have the same cards that I can play. Not that I hold recess over the kids at Raha. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just making that up. Um, yeah. Jumping into that, holidays, mm-hmm. difficult with kids or not difficult. Maybe your husband rolls through it easier than I do. What are some holiday traditions that you keep going? Because that would be mm-hmm. interesting because you would have a, a bunch from a bunch of different places. Would you not? We do. Um, I, we kind of try to incorporate a few holidays here and there. Like um, we moved to North America. I was really interested in Kwanzaa, okay. which is a real North African-American tradition yeah which is december 26th they celebrate it so we i try to incorporate a little bit of that how do you do that um they have a lot of really good food okay they sing songs they kind of gather um the one thing do you try to make this food (laughs) i do okay is there like a cookbook for oh god there should be (laughs) there has to be right (laughs) there is i don't exactly cook it well okay but my family loves me enough to eat it Okay. It's really nice of them. All right. Um, but most of the tradition we kind of do is a lot of, uh, I've incorporated a lot of the Dutch traditions right. in our Christmas. Um, so we have Sinterklaas in Holland. Sinterklaas instead of Santa Claus. Instead of Santa Claus. And Sinterklaas comes on his boat from Spain. Okay. Um, on his white horse. Do you sell all this kind of stuff to your kids? Is this, and I don't mean sell it, but like, uh, how does this get brought up when there's, when that image isn't so clear in their yeah. minds? So for us, like for our oldest, who's a lot older than our youngest, when right. she was little, um, we were in Canada still. So everybody in Canada who's Christian does Christmas, right? Right. Or a Western tradition. Right. So we would do Christmas, but I always involve Center Class. So Center Class comes in on December fifth. So instead of December fifth, we still do December twenty fifth. Okay. But instead of Center Class, it's Santa it, or Santa instead of Santa Claus, it's Center Class. Okay. But then Center Class, instead of having necessarily reindeer, we're waiting for the white horse's hooves. Okay. On the rooftop. Right. And we put a shoe by the tree. So in Center Class. We put a shoe by the chimney and you wait, you put a carrot in the shoe and you hope that Sinterklaas comes by. If the carrot's gone, there's a toy or a chocolate. Was there any kind of stories that came back from school? You know, like, (laughs) my friends are not really feeling the shoe and the carrot kind of thing. They said I'm not doing it. Really? All the time. But we actually, um, the tradition kind of uh, caught on with some of her friends. To put a shoe and a carrot. Oh, they loved it. They thought it was the best because they thought, you know, the carrot and then... They get treats for like five days before Christmas instead okay. of waiting for the big day. Right. So, yeah. It's a bunch Monica. of little awesome days. It's a bunch of little awesome days. Like okay. <laughs> and, uh, no, it sounds nice. I, mm-hmm. I come from, uh, well, not come from, I am in a relationship where it's Chinese mixed with Canadian Western kind of culture around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's been a struggle because I've, I loved Christmas growing up. And I think as a parent... I love seeing those things that I loved kind of also being enjoyed. Yeah. So if I put on Christmas movies that I watch, I kind of feel like they haven't made a good Christmas movie in, well, maybe 25 years. It's not completely true. Like, I know Elf, and there's some really good ones that I also enjoy, but not as much as I'll enjoy watching A Christmas Story. I don't know if you watch that movie, but I'll Mm -hmm. watch, like, A Christmas Story, and I'll force my daughters to watch it, and they'll somewhat enjoy it. And I'll kind of... I'll really cherish those kinds of moments. But my wife doesn't, she didn't grow up with Christmas. She grew up with Chinese New Year. So 
it just kind of rolls on. Luckily now we need to have Christmas trees. Now, do you have a real Christmas tree in your house? Oh, we or just used candles to. that we... smell like Christmas trees. Oh, now we just have candles. We used to have real Christmas trees. Right. I do miss that about Canada. Is you could go out and you. Why can't find... you do that here? Do you want to cut They're it down so yourself? So expensive here. <laughs> oh, okay. So yes. there's no and price on tradition, is there? No, not? I know, but still, you know, teacher salaries and all. Okay. <laughs> university uh, students and stuff. You know, kids in university. But um, I do miss the tradition of every once in a while. We didn't do it every year, but going to find your tree and chopping it down. Right. I don't think I ever did that. And mm-hmm. if when my father listens to my podcast, he always calls me up or tells me, like, the things you're saying are just not true. Like, your memory is just really bad. Really? Yeah, I'll say, like, you know, I remember having a podcast with Jasmine Taylor when she was here and saying, like, I didn't have a computer or something. And he's like, we had, like, seven computers growing up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember those now. (laughs) Like, I just, I see things the way I want to see things. And I do not remember Mm -hmm. ever going and cutting anything down. It was in the Chevy Chase Christmas vacation. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure we went to a parking lot, kind of like a Christmas story, and we picked one out. Mm -hmm. I don't remember... There's no way we cut one down. No. Um, my father can call me on that, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening. I'm, it's already done. We're already 13 minutes. This podcast is over in two. Oh, wow. Um, what is it about Raha mm-hmm. that makes you enjoy walking around with parents and showing them? What do you, what do you look forward to in your tours? Mm-hmm. I know that's only one part of your job, yeah. but if you're giving a tour, what's like that one thing where you're like, no, this is going mm-hmm. to be a good part? Oh, there's so many, to be honest. I know that sounds really cheesy, but it's true. Uh, for me, the favorite part is the campus, the trees and the birds. Right. There's something just really nice about that and really tranquil, and parents really dig it. Okay. Uh, and also seeing the students outside. Okay. The primary students, when they're all over the place and playing and laughing and having lunch like in their little groups, it puts a smile on their face. Do you not? Mm-hmm. Would they not see that at another school? If they went down the road to your husband's school at uh, Canadian International, yeah. are they not seeing smiling, running around kids? They so would. what's th- what's different? They would. They're the same different? birds. Yeah, same birds, right? They oh, got yeah. birds over there. Oh yeah, they well they do. Not as many trees. Not as many birds, right? Okay. Um, the kids are happy though, and that's kind of the biggest thing: seeing the kids happy and just running around the little feral. I know that sounds terrible, but is it's that at Canadian International School or here? <laughs> no, both places. Just when I say feral, I mean free, right? Okay. Like they're just free to kind of just be who they want to be, and it puts a smile on the parents' faces. It sells them. Okay, and mm-hmm. uh, the last thing, uh, the former CEO and the CEO now, uh, Alan Williamson, he had the same kind of feel as our former one, Roz Marshall, with the idea of soft power at the school. And mm-hmm. you speak about it a little bit there with the kids running around and you know being playful and that puts a smile on on uh, on the parents prospective parents faces here did you have that feeling when you first walked on to campus because your daughter doesn't mm-hmm. go to this school no she doesn't right so you came right in now. right so you came in here kind <laughs> of as you know you yeah. are talking to new parents but you could be a new parent for Raha yourself yes what did you feel when you walked onto the campus um a community yeah a culture you really see it Mm-hmm. And what is that? Is that in the way that like people that you don't know kind of say hi or the way the security mm-hmm. guards meet people? Is it all of those things? It's so many of those things. It's all of it kind of combined together. Um, I don't see anybody, any staff members running around hectic or frantic. Everyone looks very serene. Everyone has a purpose, but they seem happy. Right. And They're able to control that, their yeah, their craziness can, that's going on in their minds. Yeah, you can feel the energy, right? Right. Um, it's a yeah, it's pretty strong. 
Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for taking the time to come in for the podcast. I appreciate it. Me. Everybody out there listening, I hope you have a restful and peaceful holiday and come back and see us again, hopefully next week. Parents, hashtag runaround Twitter community. It's your boy, Mark Ryan, and I'm out.